Welcome back. Happy Sunday out there. Happy uh, football legal tampering eve is the day that I consider Grant shaking his head because he says this is Selection Sunday. It is. Brackets are fun. Get them filled out. But then 11 o'clock tomorrow, it's time to start following Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. That's what I'm talking about. But a guy that's having way too much fun in Surprise Arizona with the Kansas City Royals who are just kicking the Cactus League's ass like they always do. Will it translate to anything? I don't know. Maybe this guy will know. Josh Vernier, fresh from the World Baseball Classic last night as the USA beat the Brits. What's up, Vern? Not too much, man. Uh, boy, that, that previous story got me frustrated. Which one? About the uh, the dude with the $187 oh my gosh. worth of groceries? Just those entitled people where it's all about me. I, the, you know, It's the same person that's um, in the fast lane and then has to quickly cross three lanes of traffic because, uh, well, I want to be in this lane now. And, and just to, to, to hell with everyone else, it's very frustrating. Me, me, me. See, Vern, I've yeah. gone off before about the you know the express line drives me nuts when someone's got more than the 12 items, right? Because mm-hmm. I will count them. Oh, I know you will. I will count I them. I can't believe you didn't lose it. Well, I mean, it took a lot. It took a lot. Well, I, you're growing, I, I had you're growing priori- up. I had to prioritize my life and realize what's – worth getting mad but i didn't because here's the thing i actually feel bad for him he forgot a sack of groceries after all that crap he bought and he, had to, be, he had to be parked right where i was and i mentioned to him hey man you forgot some of your stuff inside and then i punched him just good. kidding just good. kidding good. Good. no good. i mean that's ridiculous man i mean you park on the side of it it's a liquor store part of a grocery store but still it's expressed in and out. There needs to be a specific sign. Says no yeah, more. He's trying to game the system. There, there has to be a self checkout. Sure, it might take longer, but it'll get you out quicker than the. Um, oh, there is. Yeah, yeah. Then the, the the person that checks you out. There, there's always a way that um, you could look out for your fellow man, and this individual chose not to. Because lottery ticket guy at Quick Trip always drives me nuts yes. when it's like noon. But he can't be mad at them. They're just getting what they want, and this is the only place to get it. I got. I get it. I'm with you. I get frustrated, but there's no comp to the hundred and eighty-six dollar guy checking out through the the, the liquor store. That is and this, this poor old guy is used to just putting liquor, and now he's bagging all these groceries. Right. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, that's not his job. That's why he's in there because he's not good at bagging groceries. But Vern, you're in Surprise Arizona with yep. those Kansas City Royals, of course. Uh, the Royals have seven different players in the organization um, re- re- representing different countries in the World Baseball Classic. It's been fantastic. And I don't know if yeah. a lot of people watch it, if they, you know, get the Fox Sports 1 or Fox Sports 2 on their, um, their TV. I didn't know there was a Fox Sports 2 until recently. I yeah, forgot. there is, but yeah. it's late night games. They'll put it on. And also like that Venezuela game mm-hmm. against Dominican last night. Man, how about that? Well, there was something else. Oh, on, so they gosh, threw it on, too. They great. threw it on one. That place was insane. It was oh. in Miami. That place was – I mean, these lineups are ridiculous. Did you it, see Salvi, the way he was reacting oh to everything? God. He would think it's game seven of the World Series. If you can watch that – and not come away a baseball fan. You know, there's been so much talk about uh, the pitch clock and the bigger bases and no shift. N- none of that's bringing people to baseball. You want people to come to baseball, watch. The- and it was a four-run game for most of the night. Watch that Venezuela-Dominican ball game. Uh, that can make even the most staunch anti-baseball fan uh, fall in love with the game. That's what you want. I think a lot of people oh, see that, that in Major League Stadiums. That, that kind of intensity. That kind of passion. You can't, but you know you can't do that for 162. You, no, you, you see the guys pour out of the dugout in the postseason, but 162, they're just not going to be able to bring it like that. 
Venezuela is so loaded. Miguel Cabrera doesn't even start. Yeah. How yeah. the hell? <laughs> Seriously, man. Yeah, yeah, they're they're uh, they're a lot deeper uh, oh. than I thought. I remember the team from five years ago. I thought that was one of the best collections of talent. Uh, honestly, I thought the Dominican team. Um, well, prior to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. stepping out, I thought that was going to be the the greatest team ever assembled. And then I'm in Phoenix last night and sitting out in left field for a while, looking at uh, you know. Mike Trout's right there, and Mookie Betts, and Trey Turner. You were drinking beer and eating hot dogs. No, I wasn't. I mean, I was eating hot dogs, but I did not uh, enjoy a cold one out there. But I'll tell you what, man. I I hate to love on the Cardinals, but good God almighty, those corner infielders that they got. Uh, I know it's only one game, but boy, oh boy, did Arenado and Goldschmidt show out Wayno worried me at the beginning. Yeah, (laughs) me too. Speaking of Cardinals, Wayno worried me there at the beginning. But it's crazy. Cuba, they've already advanced to the next round. They have MLB players on their team, which is something you wouldn't expect. But Cuba actually has MLB players on their team. White Sox, yeah. Otani hit a home run today (laughs) for Japan. That team is loaded and rocking. They're 4-0 in this deal. But then the Americans... That is a fun team to watch, and I'm glad these guys are playing for their country. Yeah. Because even a guy like JT Real Muto, who caught more than anybody else last year, you know, he's like, okay, I'll go play for my country. A lot of these guys, you know, don't if they're so busy and active, whatever. They're due. These guys check their ego in at the door to play for their country. And I think it's awesome because when I look at the dugout and you got, you know, Mookie Betts there and Trout next to him. Standing next to Ken Griffey freaking Jr., the hitting coach. Yeah, I mean, that is ridiculous. Yeah, it was neat, the introductions last night. I would say Mike Trout got the biggest pop. Uh, but Ken Griffey Jr. was second, just slightly ahead of Mookie Betts. Yeah, the, the baseball fans from, from all over, whether it was uh, you know the uh, fans from Great Britain, fans from Mexico, everyone giving it up for Ken Griffey Jr. And then, you know, the Italian team marches on to the next round with Nikki Lopez and Vinny Pasquantino. I mean, you, you can go royal for royal, and the experience that they're getting, I think, is invaluable. You, you talk about the players uh, le- checking their ego at the door. Uh, look, for the position players, to me, it's, it's a no-brainer to play in this. You're getting real uh, pressurized ABs. Uh, to where, man, you should be able to, yeah, yeah, return to your team for nine or ten days before the season starts, but you should be rather locked in uh, when the season starts. And for a guy like Brady Singer, I think he comes away from the World Baseball Classic thinking, I'm the best pitcher on this team. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr., uh, you know, you, you, you see him last night in between uh, Pete Alonzo and Tim Anderson. You see him talking with Adam Wainwright. You hear Mark DeRosa tell the stories of Brady Singer following around uh, Adam Wainwright. I, I just feel like just like a, a kid does when he goes to the Futures game or when, when a ball player goes to his first All-Star game, it oftentimes can catapult them into the second half of the season or the second half of their career where they come away going, okay, uh, you know, if I'm Bobby Witt Jr., okay, uh, you know, Mookie Betts and Mike Trout are no longer just the baseball cards that I collected. Uh, my arm is just as strong as uh, Mike Trout's. I run just as fast as Mookie Betts. I hit the ball just as hard as a Nolan Arenado. I think they return, and all of a sudden they're thinking, yeah, not only am I a big leaguer, but I'm a I'm a stud. I, I think MJ, who's hitting third for the Puerto Rican team, has that same type of experience. And then Vinny Pasquantino and you know, Nicky Lopez is just on one right now. Isn't he's he hitting like 500. 
and they're all line drives back up the middle, exactly what made him a 300 hitter last year. And then I'm excited about Vinny uh, being the mouthpiece, being the three hitter, being the center point of that Italian team, being the leader of the clubhouse. I think it makes his transition a little bit easier as I want him to become one of the true leaders of this Royals clubhouse, joining alongside Salvador Perez, who looks like he's having the time of his life, as we mentioned earlier. You know, Vern, you had uh, Amir Garrett. He was talking about that, that leadership in the clubhouse. These guys can, because I don't think he was real wild about the clubhouse last year. You know, a lot of the younger guys didn't have their voices. Uh, you would know more about that. How I, I, I'm interested in hearing your take on that. But I had Mike Matheny, and I, I talked to him last year, mm-hmm. and he, he I had asked him the same thing. I said, what about leadership? You know, and to kind of paraphrase that he wished guys would have stepped up. I mean, that's the one thing he wanted to see more was the leadership quotient of this team. And I got to say this. You, you had an interesting tweet out there from Mark DeRose to the manager talking about uh, Bobby Witt's speed, freakish, but this caught my eye. He expects Witt to steal a key bag at a key moment, adding that the team clubhouse, USA clubhouse, will be Bobby's in short order. Yeah, what does that neat. mean? Uh, it, well, it was to a question from uh, John Smoltz of, hey, how are you going to get Bobby Witt Jr. time? You have Tim Anderson and Trey Turner at shortstop. I know we've seen them here and there at second and third. Uh, how are you going to use them? And you know, he points to his speed and likely as a pinch runner off the bench at a big spot. Um, but he acknowledges, and the Royals have said as much as well, we just want Bobby to be rubbing elbows with these guys. We want Bobby in an all-star clubhouse. We want Bobby in a pressurized situation because, again, Brady, Bobby, Vinny, Nicky, MJ, none of them have played in a big game, a real big game. Uh, opening days, one thing. Okay, the Dodgers and Yankees come to town. Okay, that's nice. Uh, playoff game or you know, World Series game for University of Florida. None of it is going to compare to a packed house in Miami or even tonight. A sold-out crowd at Chase Field in Phoenix with uh, Team USA taking on Team Mexico. That place is going to be jumping. You go to that one too? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. They. Those guys have never experienced that. So the experience alone is key for Bobby Witt Jr. And DeRosa's point was, you know, when we play this thing again in two years and then two years after that, you know, four years from now, Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be playing for Team USA for a third time, uh, will likely be the captain of that team or one of the strongest voices. So kind of laying the groundwork right now for Bobby turning into Captain America down the line. And I think we're going to see DeRose as a major league manager here yeah. soon, too, going yeah. that player out to MLB Network and, and jumping back into this. because I'll just, miss him on TV. I love that show in the morning. I did, too. But, man, yeah. he just looks the part, man. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's so yeah. intent into the game and seeing what's going on. I, I love seeing the way DeRosa kind of commands his team. But, you know, speaking of leadership, we're talking about and, yeah. and guys having their voices, you know, with wit, maybe not hearing – and been attending these guys, so they can. And that's a good point. That's a so they can not, be to, not to not to cut you off, but I I, I do think Matheny, uh, we we heap a lot of the blame on him and the rest of the coaching staff, and to a certain extent, of course, that's fair. But but you know when you when you had that conversation with Matheny last season, and yeah, he 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 wanted those young voices, those young characters, to showcase their personality more in the clubhouse, even when he may disagree how certain guys went about their business, he understood that the game was changing and he was trying to adapt, not always uh, adapting quickly or easily, but he was attempting 
to allow players to, to be themselves, uh, but he wasn't necessarily getting that reinforced by the veterans in that clubhouse, whether it's a Merrifield, a Benatendia, a Michael A. Taylor, whoever it might have been. Uh, they, 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 they snuffed out that personality and made sure that the rookies uh, felt the same way that rookies have felt for the past you know, 80 years of baseball where, you know, you got to shut up and kind of wear it that first season. Amir Garrett, you know, you, you hear, I think it was Tim Anderson talking about it, uh, Marcus Stroman as well, uh, you know, the, the new generation of ball player, I, I don't think they subscribe to the, the hazing or the razzing or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, Amir Garrett wanted to make sure last season that the guys like Dylan Coleman and MJ Melendez, Jose Quas, the guys that he could connect with, uh, those guys enjoyed the big league lifestyle because there were other vets in that clubhouse uh, that that didn't make it so easy on the Rooks. Talking to our Royals insider, Josh Vern, you can hear him uh, real shortly back here when we'll be at Kauffman Stadium each and every day. And Vern, to stick on that for one more point, because um, I do think it, it is important because team chemistry is what got him a world championship. It's what has won two Super Bowls for the Chiefs. There is something to chemistry because it is tried and true. And talent. When guys, I, you know, you have I was just talking with Ned Yost yesterday, and I was asking about exactly what we're talking about. And he said, yeah, you know, that that's all important, uh, but you got to have talent. You know, you uh, we, we, we can talk about talent. You. Humble talent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. It, it's just a, a lot of the, hey, we're all getting along. We're all pulling from each other stuff that I'm hearing right now from uh, Q. Uh, you know, Mike Matheny talked about how much the team all liked each other last season. So, you know, some of it, we, we need to see how that that camaraderie, how that cohesion inside the clubhouse, how they deal with their first five, six, seven game losing streak. And, and for, so one more question on that. You know, we, we talked about this leadership with Amir Garrett because I think it is important to Matheny. But as far as kind of what you're saying here, when you have a Bobby Witt Jr., okay, it's one thing to be in the Royals clubhouse. And it's one thing to see some of those guys like Perez that's been there and done that. But I don't think there's any better experience for some of these guys from being this World Baseball Classic. I think this single-handedly helps the guys like Bobby Wood Jr. It helps the Pascatinos, Nicky Lopez, you know, about being stars, you know, for their country and representing them. MJ Melendez and what he's doing on a loaded roster where he's learning a lot. But to rub elbows and get advice from Schwarber and Goldschmidt and Arenado and Trey Turner and JT Real Muto. Throw the managers on top, Mike Piazza, Yadier Molina. To me, this is single-handedly probably the greatest growth moment for a Bobby Witt Jr. than anything he's done in Major League Baseball. There's no question. And for as much as I can envision the Royals winning and having an exciting August and September uh, the the fellas in the desert right now are telling you it's it, it's not likely going to be a, uh, a an exciting October in Kansas City when it comes to your baseball team. Uh, so Bobby Brady, MJ, Vinny, Nikki will likely have to wait another year before real pressurized baseball comes to Kauffman Stadium. And real pressurized baseball can't, in my opinion, show up until September. So, you know, they have to wait until September of 2024, more than likely. Uh, no, 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 not anymore. Not, now you're going to have Vinny and Nikki playing in Japan in the next round of the World Baseball Classic. The Tokyo Dome is going to be nuts. 
you know, Bobby, Brady, MJ, you got to imagine they're all going to be playing in the next round in Miami, and that's going to be jumping. Yeah, there's there's nothing, in my opinion, that's going to compare to those atmospheres uh, in the in the world of baseball other than postseason baseball, and hopefully we're, we're not too far away from that. Well, the Royals are dominating spring training, the best spring training record, whether grapefruit or cactus league. They lead, <laughs> they lead all the spring training teams in hits, doubles, triples. Um, they're right there in home runs as well as the Royals sit in the top 10 in that. They lead in RBI. They lead in average. They lead no BP. They lead no PS. I mean, these aren't just leading in one or two categories. This is leading in a crap load of categories, and we've seen them do this before. We have seen them do this before. Yes, so when you have. couple that what they're gaining the experience from the team leaders with the World Baseball Classic. Are these numbers and this team, are they getting anything out of spring training? Are you expecting better things than maybe you thought you were going into it? Uh, man, that's such a great question or such a great buildup, and I, I don't want to be negative on a Sunday. Uh, there, There's plenty gained out here in spring training. We just talked about those guys in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, you know, Michael Massey, I, I, I continue to love his game. And you know, Nick Prado, I need Drew Waters to come back. Daniel Lynch out here in spring. Brad Keller has looked fantastic. No, there's a lot of good happening right now. But those numbers, no, no, I, I, I don't think you can read anything into them. If the Royals win the Cactus League, it'll be their third title in the past five seasons. They won it in 1920, uh, yeah, 1921 and then... Looks like 2023. Uh, 19 stunk. 21 stunk. Uh, yeah, they, they lead all of baseball right now in OPS. They did that in 18 and in 19. Those are two of the worst years anybody can remember. And they led the OP, uh, led the Cactus League in OPS last year. So 18, 19, and 22, they led the Cactus League in OPS. And those are probably the three worst seasons in the past decade of Royals baseball. Um, here's what it comes down to. It comes down to the pitching. Can Daniel Lynch uh, leapfrog Jordan Lyles? <clears throat> Excuse me. Can he leapfrog Jordan Lyles? Can he leapfrog Zach Greinke? Can he join Brady Singer at, at the top of the rotation and that turn into a formidable one-two that we watch for the next four or five seasons in Kansas City? If, if Daniel Lynch can click, well, I, I feel confident I'm gonna. I, I know what I'm gonna get out of Brady Singer. I feel confident I can get 160 innings out of Jordan Lyles, and I feel confident that a future Hall of Famer is gonna perform like a future Hall of Famer. So I'm confident in uh, Zach Greinke, and then you know Brad Keller's probably been one of the three biggest standouts so far out here in spring training. So you 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 like that rotation, uh, but we know you're you're going to need more, and that's a lot of. Um, Question marks turning into exclamation points as you're uh, known known to point toward. So it, it comes down to it, it comes down to the pitching. Do, do they have enough pitching? Uh, it's a lot of the same names we watched over the past few seasons, with the addition of Aroldis Chapman and Ryan Yarbrough and the aforementioned Jordan Lyle. So so I just have my questions about the pitching, but um, I can envision them winning. Uh, I have hope. Which, at this point of the season, if you don't have, boy, you're in for a long summer. And thankfully, in Kansas City, we do have hope. Final question for you, Vern. Uh, shortly after uh, MJ Melendez hitting third for Puerto Rico, knocked a couple in, you had tweeted out about Araldis Chapman. Final question yeah. here for you. 
He was pumping 102 miles an hour. And it was against the guy that hit the game-winning home run off of him in the postseason, a guy that he threw at the head. And he threw at Mike Brousseau's head back in 2020 and got suspended three games. So, Love it. Yeah, yeah, with those two squaring off and Chapman throwing 102 and staring him down, that got me fired up. Where, where do you see him in the, uh, in the, back into the rotation? Yeah, I see him, well, ideally – you know, if everything works out, I see him as as the closer for this team. Um, second best option is he's the closer and then traded at the deadline. Um, and then the third option is you know th- they wave goodbye to him because he stinks. Um, but no, no, I, I would think make him a Farnsworth man. Just come in and throw that he <laughs> just fight people, <laughs> fight people. Uh, yeah, I, I would think I, I think we're all hoping he grabs the closers role. That's obviously not a knock on Scott Barlow, who's been this organization's best pitcher for the past half decade. Uh, but but it allows you to move Barlow all around and you can ride momentum if or, or, or ride leverage. I should say if there's a big spot in the seventh middle of the lineup, bring Barlow in there because we all know he can handle it. Uh, it, it allows you to 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 get the absolute best out of Scott Barlow if you're not locking him to that. Uh, final three outs. Things are a little bit different for Vern because of Daylight Savings Town. He's now two hours behind us instead of I one. Is I'm Arizona. so afraid of what time Fesco's going to ask for me to come on tomorrow. Arizona do. does not change. Now he's two hours instead of one this week. Vern, enjoy today. Enjoy the uh, World Baseball Classic. That's a ton of fun, man. Glad you're getting to go see that. All right, buddy. Sorry I missed the birthday. I'll uh, buy you a beer when I get back. I hope so. And you know what? I'll hold you to that. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> see you, Vern. All right, buddy. There you go, Josh Vernier, right there. I mean, I could talk to Vern forever. They're t- I, I, okay, I don't look anything into the Cactus League, but damn it, they're leading in hits, OPS, batting average, everything. Weren't they doing this last year, though, no, They always do it. They, they were doing do this it. last year, too. But obviously, I'm going to go into this a little bit more. I honestly think the biggest thing for this team is what's going on in the World Baseball Classic for some of the leadership these guys get next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Hey, good morning, Kansas City. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson producing the operation. Grant, you excited for baseball yet? That wet your whistle? It's wet my whistle a little bit. What the hell does that mean, by the way? Can you look that up, wet your whistle? Wet your whistle? Yo, I'll I, look I, it all up. these sayings, man, I have no idea what they mean, some of them. March 30th, opening day versus Minnesota, 3-10 in the afternoon. Royals have a seven-game homestand to open the season. Three against the Twins, then four against the Blue Jays before heading out to San Francisco and then Texas on a six-game road trip to Atlanta Braves back in Kansas. It's a fun schedule. I can't wait. It's building in progress. You know, stay with them. We tell you the winning is so much sweeter if you've gone through the gone through the valleys the peaks are so much better but i cannot wait for the chief season did you see it yet what your whistle i found it but it doesn't really say where where it came from but i love doing this when you hear all these expressions we use like look a gift horse in the mouth that kind of stuff i mean it just basically everything just says that they're just it's a reason to get a drink what your whistle your whistle means your mouth and so you're just like wetting your whistle to get a drink. It's like, what is that? Satisfy one's thirst? Yeah. I guess that could be it. You know, satisfy your thirst with baseball. 
That, I think it counts. Are you looking forward to going out to the ballpark? A little sun? little. Maybe. I will say this. Maybe. I, I love the new rules. And it's going to, like, I like watching late-night baseball when the Dodgers are on, things like that. But some of these, like, last innings took forever back at when it was, uh, you know, pitchers could walk around the mound, stomp around. Now there's disengagement rules that they have to have. Hitters can take one timeout instead of many. And if a guy on base takes a timeout, that ruins the one timeout per plate appearance for someone at the plate. These games are moving fast, but are they moving too fast? The time of game is down about a half an hour. More runs, fewer strikeouts so far, which is always a good thing. But I will say this. When I was doing Rails post game, I never heard one person at the ballpark complain about the time. And I think there's a big difference between watching on TV product and going to the game product and obviously watching on TV matters more because of TV ratings, but I never really heard anybody complain. Never really heard anybody complain that the game took three hours. You know why? Because they drove in from Salina. Or they drove in from Dodge City. Or they drove down from Des Moines. They drove up from Little Rock. Drove across the state from Cape Girardeau, whatever, to go watch the game. But I get it's a big difference. But, you know, you're spending the money, you take the family, you're parking, you don't care about the game time. You want to go out there and drink cold beer and eat hot dogs. I care about the game time. Grant, you are a damn outlier in everything I talk about today. That's fine. I'm fine with being an outlier. The game time kind of matters. Like, when I drive out to the ballpark, I want to know that there's, like, an approximate end time. I know it's going to take, like, three hours rather than four hours. I don't know. It kind of matters. But there's one beautiful thing about baseball. There was a time limit. Yeah, but if it's like a, if it's like a noon or I guess a, a noon or a one o'clock first pitch, then I don't want to be out there in the hot sun in July for five hours. No, just I get it. Beating with, down like on with you. Kenley Jansen with the Dodgers, then with the Braves. You're watching the last inning and you're stomping on the mound. You're thinking about things. You're throwing it. I mean, it's it took too long. I love the pitch clock. It Every single it, at bat, these guys are stepping out of the box. They're no. doing their gloves. They're doing their knee pads. No one on base. You got 15 seconds. I mean, the game does move with alacrity. And it's good to see, but do people really great word care? Choice. Huh? It's a great word choice. Alacrity. That's nice. You like that? Yeah. I once heard Al Michaels say that. Alacrity? He's talking about the game moving with alacrity. I like that, too. Let's go to the phone lines real quick. We'll go to uh, Big T and Shawnee. What's up, Big T? Hey, hey happy Sunday to you, Bink. Uh, uh, and you're, you're like you said, it's, uh, it's the eve of tampering. I'm excited about this because we're going to see a lot of, you know, even though it's just tampering. We're going to see some puzzles. We're going to see some future stuff that's going to probably happen. I, I dig that, uh, Bink. So talk about it all you want. I love it. Uh, good stuff with Vern, too. Uh, I want to touch about the, 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 the team. I know they do this every year down there, but this year just feels different because we have that stick in the mud, uh, that no leader, just a bad teammate with, with, with scary field off the team. I could not stand that guy. And it's guy. a new manager, and you're curious to see how this works out? You know, yeah, yeah. Quintero, he's bringing that anal- analytics from uh, Tampa Bay. You could tell the guys are all battling. They're 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 playing harder. They're they're being taught differently. They're they're trying new pitches, and they're out there swinging the bats, man. And I, I heard Vern, you know, he was talking about last year was maybe the year we were going to see the Royals break through with all those veterans. But a lot of those guys were just stick in the mud. That Ben Attendee and Taylor and. And Whit Merrifield, they did that the old way. They don't understand these kids nowadays. It's a new music. It's a new way of 
doing things. They grew up playing a bunch of video games, and they're not all, you know, oh, oh, keep our heads down and don't say nothing. No, they got to have personalities. They got to have a voice, and I love that. I love Vinny Boom Boom. And Vern touched it, made a good point. All these guys that are playing on these world uh, uh uh, teams, they're getting valuable experience, everybody. So when they hit the, when they come back to the K, and I know the air's a little thinner out there in Arizona, the ball flies heavy, hot, far, farther. But with having all that experience, Nikki Lopez and Boom Boom and Wit and Melendez and Singer, and then you see Keller uh, bringing uh, bringing some pitches back in the bullpen. I want to talk about this bullpen real fast, Bink. It, it could be really nasty. You got Barlow and Stallmont. Then you got Amir Garrett, and you hear him talk about his attitude when he yeah, says – Chapman you, pumping 102. Well, Chapman, that, it could be a, a beast and a nasty. I'm, I'm excited, B. Man, I'm going to have a beer and a dog Get with excited, you guys out man. there. It's going to be awesome. I, I I bet the over on the Royals. I, I even bet $10 on them to win their division. I wasted $10 on, on worse, and it could happen. We have no juggernaut. These guys are ready to roll. They're ready to play. we got all that stench off the team from last year, and this could be the – the year that it were ahead of the of the game. I'm not saying they're going to win their division or go to the playoffs, but they will win more than 69 and a half. Bink, I really, really feel that. I, I'm so damn excited for baseball this year and, and our young talent. And then that Jesse Eisenberg is going to be on the radio. That guy brings it. He brings excitement too. So I'm excited about that. But then last but not least, I'm going to leave you with this. We lost the the late great Otis Taylor the other day. Legend. He passed away. And I, and I salute and want to take my hat off to Otis Taylor. He was a legend. He was a badass. When I, growing up watching him, Bink, I had his uniform, his number and everything. I just loved him. And, uh, you know, this is the story about Otis Taylor. Remember, he was a player representative, and they were on strike, and that asshat Jack Del Rio put a beat down on him. And I don't want ever, ever, ever yeah, have Jack it's, it's Del Rio. Yeah, it's a some of the other players said, oh, it's Otis Taylor, man. Be careful. Don't. Yeah, can, and can you believe what a stud Otis Taylor is? How, how long did he play long ago? And then this stupid uh, Jack Del Rio thinks he's a player? That shows you what a stud Otis Taylor was. But I don't want to ever, ever see Jack Del Rio in this town because if he is, I'll punch him right in the mouth. But this is to the this is to the late, great Otis Taylor and our, and our Kansas City Royals. We love you, Otis Taylor. And as always, let's go Royals. Man, I'm fired up about it. I know we got, uh, what, 20 days? less than 20 days till opening day, but you can feel it, man. The excitement's palpable. Nick Capel, this PR for the Royals. Royals are 5-0 and in their last five Cactus League games, hitting 343. They've outscored opponents 42-9. to They've allowed just four runs in 45-inning pitch, which makes a nice, cool .80 ERA. Those are things to get excited about. Again, they dominate the Cactus League, but I'll say this. I think they're gaining more from off the field than on the field. With Bobby Wood Jr., you know, rubbing elbows with Arenado and Mookie Betts and Mike Trout. And, hey, man, what, what, I mean, just, just picking their brains. These kids are MVPs, all-stars. You know, you're learning about the game from some of the best. You know, this is no slide against Merrifield. He was a great player in Ben Attendee. But, man, there's a who's who of damn Hall of Famers on Team USA. You got Ken Griffey Jr. as a hitting coach. Come on, man. It doesn't get any better than that uh stay on the line uh, dan and double j i'll get to you in just a second i want to talk about this one more time before we switch gears and talk nfl in the 11 o'clock hour more royals and this uh eh, th- this quotient of leadership next 
You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Hey, welcome back, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. As we're looking forward to opening day, but guess what? We have a lot of things to cleanse our palate, like the NFL draft. Tampering starts tomorrow, and I couldn't be more excited for Tampering Eve. Yes, Selection Sunday now. Forget about it by 11 o'clock because it's time to start talking some NFL. Let's go to Double J in Kansas City. What's up, Double J? Double J! The hell's Double J? Double J's not there. Call back, Double J. You're not ready. Real quick, I want to play what uh, Amir Garrett said. This is something that really struck me. When he talked to Vern on his hot stove show, not this week, but the week before, about the Royals clubhouse and what he thought of it, maybe lacking experience. I thought this was very interesting, um, you know, for a guy that's been around the horn in Major League Baseball to say this about the Royals last year, and he's still here. Uh, what I used to tell the guys last year, like when I first came over here, this is my personal opinion. When I walked in, I was like, and got around the guys for a little bit and seen how tell you, I was like, this is not a big league environment i was like this is not a big league environment and i try to do as much as i could to get guys comfortable i mean obviously because you guys you have a whole bunch of rookies you have guys that don't think they can talk don't think they can speak you know and it's like that's not how it should be you know and it's just you know guys are respectful but it's like they're not comfortable so i told i told guys all the time hey man listen be who you want to be you know, obviously you be respectful to the vets or the coaches, the staff, whatever, but be who you want to be. You know what I mean? You want to come in here and you want to, you want to, you want to talk, like go ahead and talk. You want to change the music, you know, do your due diligence, ask, you know, for a song or request a song. You can do that, you know, because when I came up, it was like, no, no, no. Like you stay at your locker and you be quiet. Like that's it. Uh, and guys, I just felt guys were uncomfortable and, um, you know, this year I see I see a big difference, which I, I which I love because these young guys are going to have to become themselves. They're going to have to love to come to the field every single day and enjoy their work. And I feel like last year that just wasn't happening. You see, baseball's changing so much. It used to be all about the unwritten rules, and I get it. I respect the unwritten rules, but you know, for guys to stay quiet by their lockers, whatever, show their personality. Let's go. I never forget Mike Mustakas. Mike Mustakas quietly went around his business because he didn't feel like his production, in my opinion, was worth, you know, talking because you guys really follow somebody. It's not hitting well. And there was that time he was sent back to AAA, but then all of a sudden he started hitting well. And then he hit 300 by June 1st, which uh, put our guy that came on a little bit ago, Josh Vernier, in our dating game. And he got married because Josh or because Mike Mustakas hit 300. You ever hear that story, Grant? Vern did not want to go on any dating shows. Like, that's not who Vern is. He hates that. But he threw something out there he didn't think would happen. If Mike Moustakas hit 300 by June 1st, he'd do the dating game. You know what Mike Moustakas did? Hit 300 by June 1st. Guess who won the dating game? Vern. Then guess who started dating? Then guess who got married? I went to his wedding. Fantastic wedding. Went in the cash bars. Perfect. And he's still married. And he's mowing lawns and doing the domestic life. All because of Mike Moustakas. But then in Houston... It was Mike Moustakas up on the railing getting everybody going. You know, he felt like he could talk. These guys need to learn to talk. 
I'll never forget like Jason Hayward with the Cubs. He was having a horrible season, but he was the one that fired him up in that uh, in the in the game in the rain in the locker room against uh, Cleveland. It's guys speaking up and being themselves. Ned Yost, uh, I got to know Ned a little bit when I did the Royals post game. You know, he's very old school and what he does, but he related so well to the players. And that is hard, man, being old school yet relating to the players so much. That is tough. But I think a lot of guys were quiet until they could kind of, you know, prove themselves. And Bobby might have been in that category. He didn't do all the endorsements because you saw all the Royals on commercials, but you didn't see Bobby Witt. And Bobby Witt's going to be the biggest star on this team. It was a lot like Mahomes, to be honest with you, his rookie year. You know, take the first year, learn and everything, then the endorsements will come, which clearly for Patrick Mahomes, he endorses what everything. <laughs> Oakley State Farm, Adidas, it doesn't matter. Um, he, he's endorsing it. That will come for Bobby Witt Jr. But I appreciate that. But when I heard that, it reminded me of talking to uh, Mike Matheny last year. When he came on, I was doing the Fesco in the morning with Dusty, Dustman, and Mike Matheny came on, asked him the same question about leadership. And Mike wanted to talk about it. Yeah, that that's a that's a great question. I don't have a a, a great answer to because uh, we've seen a lot of different uh, avenues how that happens, and sometimes it's uh it's from some of the least expected people, and uh, it's it's just truth that needs to be heard. And obviously, uh, you have a voice of, of somebody that just carries all the weight and comes to mind. Obviously, is Salvi, and Salvi does such a great job. One, um, he has earned the respect. He has won. He has uh, all the accolades, and uh, he has an unbelievable desire to see the game played right and to win. And that creates uh, an an automatic platform for a voice. But sometimes, uh, as you mentioned, uh, when's the right time for that young player? And uh, I I think it's uh, anytime you see something. And uh, we've encouraged our guys, even some of the young ones. Hey, you see something, you say it, man, because you've already earned respect, even beyond your years of experience. And we're probably even kind of pushing it a little more because we have so few vocal guys. This is a very non-vocal team. There's, there's guys that they just don't feel comfortable uh, for whatever reason. And uh, nature nurture, there's, there's a great conversation there. Uh, we're trying to always push these guys outside of their comfort zone. We're trying to have more meetings that are player-led, that these guys – take take ownership and with that ownership comes some accountability too and so uh the more of those voices that we get um especially the ones that are just truly sold out what's best for this team this isn't about me and, and that's the that's probably the differentiator um because the guys sniff this stuff out when you play 162 games in 180 days you're not fooling anybody uh, your your motives and your intents are going to be real obvious by how you go about your business and we've got a number of guys in here that go about it really well and should have a better voice and part of that is just uh, equipping them but also um, pushing them a little bit uh, to use their voice a little bit more in that clubhouse that stood out to be great when I heard Amir Garrett say that, that little quote there from Mike Matheny, is he, this is towards the end of the year. He basically spelled it out. I wish they'd talk more. Find their own voice. Because this team, and I'm looking at different things now because these guys, this is the next generation, man. The Bobbies, the Vinnies, the MG Melendez, the Michael Masseys, these guys talking and feel comfortable about talking, Grant. You know, feel comfortable. I remember when you first got here, Grant, you went about your business and, you know, you just wanted to learn what you're doing, and now your voice is, you know, more prevalent than it was before. You, you're, you know, a lot more vocal on the radio and everything else. And I think that took time, 
But maybe you didn't feel comfortable at first doing that. We got a good clubhouse here. But do you feel more comfortable talking now than what you did in the past when you first got here? Because you first got here, you were like a turtle. Well, yeah, that was also three years ago. And now, look. And now, you know. You have a lot of opinions. Some of them are really, really bad, but you still have them. Some of them are pretty good, too. A few. Respect them. Probably one out of (laughs) ten. Come on. But still, you're saying it, though. You're not afraid to say it. No, you're right. You're 100% right. Like, too many guys are afraid to express their opinions. These Chiefs this year weren't. And that was, that's the Steelers' motto, man. That's a Patriots' motto. When guys are drafted, they're expected to come in and play right away. There's no training wheels. And for years, I thought the Royals had training wheels. Like when Hosmer first came up here in moves, and these guys were kind of learning the ropes and what to say, and they were okay to fail because it was training wheels. And then all of a sudden, 13 came around where they finished over 500. Remember, they were still technically in it until that final weekend against Chicago White Sox in 2013. And then things went off in 14 and 15. And they felt comfortable in their own skin and talking. Team chemistry goes a long way. Laugh at all you want, but the Chiefs had chemistry. Remember this team a couple years ago when it snowed against the Broncos and they played at home? They're out there making snow angels and everything else. Having fun. But they know when to turn it off and go kick some ass. And they did. Like, you got to know when the light switches, but you got to have fun, man. You got to have fun going to work. There's a big difference from any job you have on the person that walks in, doesn't feel like talking, and one that comes in, positive attitude, and you want to work for that person or your fellow coworkers. You're right. You're it's a important team, to, man. It's important to feel good when you go to work. Yeah, you should want to go in and have fun and talk and do all these different things. And I think it's a big thing. And I'm looking forward because I think the Royals' attitude's different. And the fact these guys are learning, like MJ hitting third for Puerto Rico. Guess who he's guess who his manager is? Yadi Molina. You think working with Salvador Perez every day and then having Yadi as your manager, think that sinks in a little bit? Yeah. These guys learn a lot in the WBC, and I think it's going a long way for some of these uh, Royals. Coming up next, I'll go back to Buffalo because there's some interesting things going on with the Buffalo Bills. Is their window closed? I'll talk to somebody that covers the Buffalo Bills inside and out, our friend Mike Danger out in western New York, and we talked to him a lot about the Bills, but should we keep them up there in that pantheon of the uh, Bengals and are they one of the top teams in the AFC? Maybe, maybe not. I am curious how their approach to free agency is. Should we consider the Buffalo Bills a threat anymore? We talk to Mike next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.